When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, and welcome to It's a Fandom Thing. I'm your host, Erin Marlowe, and each week I'm joined by a panel of guests to discuss all things fandom and pop culture, primarily from a female perspective. You'll find everything from fanfic, to cosplay, to Schitt's Creek, to Supernatural, and everything in between. So put on your favorite piece of fandom merch, set aside that fanfic that you're writing about your OTP, and sit back and enjoy this week's episode. Hello, and welcome to this special interview episode of It's a Fandom Thing. I'm your host, Erin Marlowe, and I was very lucky to sit down with three more cast members from MGM Plus's fantastic show, From. This time, I spoke with Cordion Moore, who plays Ellis, Chloe Van Landshut, who plays Christy, and Jamie McGuire, who plays Smiley. I do want to give you a spoiler warning once again, if you've not seen season one, Please, please, please go watch it, especially before listening to these interviews. And then also, especially with the interview with Jamie, we do spoil up to episode six of season two. So please go watch that and get caught up before you listen to the interviews in case you are worried about spoilers. So thank you again so much for listening and go check out From on MGM+. Hi, Cordion. Hey. Hi. It's nice to virtually meet you. Nice to virtually uh, meet you. Well, I wanted to start out. Um, Ellis has kind of gone through a lot of changes from the first season to the sex, second season, especially when it comes to his relationship with his dad. So much. Yeah. And it seems like he's starting to forgive his dad, even though he's kept this secret about Sarah. Do you think he's fully to that point yet? Or is there still some kind of anger there? You know, I think it's 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 going to be a work in progress. You know, it it something that has affected it's affected him for so long. It's mm-hmm. been uh, roughly just over two and a half years since I've been there, and his mom died pretty early on, and that was you know the catalyst to their their falling out. But I think the the big change is that Alice is willing to allow his father in, and I think over time it's just gonna things will fall into place. I mean, people saw in episode three, it's like one of the first times Ellis has really looked at his dad and said, I'm glad you're back. He's telling him I'm happy you're here. That's a really big moment for him. So I think little things like that will slowly start to build, you know, to a beautiful relationship over time. Yeah. And it's so nice to see that and to see that healing process start because you can totally understand why Ellis feels that way. You can completely see it. But you're also hoping for that healing for both of you. I, yeah, I mean they deserve it. They've 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 gone through enough. They why 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 continue to push your family away? Like it just doesn't <laughs> need to happen. Yeah, and that and that other big thing happening right now is you've proposed to Fatima. You mm-hmm. want to start this life, and I mean she is. We see at the end of like season five, she's upset about Sarah and that secret. 
do you think part of the reason Ellis proposed was to kind of give some kind of hope to her as well as yourself? Yeah. I mean, the, like, look, the thing about all the characters in this show is that everybody is trying to make it in their own way. You know, you look at someone like Sarah and she's not just maliciously doing these things. She's trying to save everybody. Or you look at someone like Boyd, he's venturing off, making the hard decisions, not because he wants to, but because that's how he feels like he can survive and allow everyone else. And I think with Ellis, it's no different. He's looking at the love of his life and is like, why are we going to continue to just allow this place to destroy us? Like, no, I want to take a stand and I'm not going to go fight. I'm not going to go search for answers to questions that I don't even know exist. I'm just going to look at you and I'm going to say, I want to be with you for the rest of my life, no matter how long that may be. And I think that isn't a, it, that's his way of being like, I want you to be okay. Like, I want you to know that I'm here for you no matter what. And it's, I think it's really beautiful. And I really love getting to read and relive and play those moments between these two people. It's a beautiful, beautiful relationship and and the chemistry and everything. It's just really beautiful to watch. Oh, and I'm right. one, and I'm wondering, do you think, I mean, it must be so hard for Ellis because on one hand he lost his mother because of this place, but he found the love of his life. Yeah. So do you think there's some kind of gratefulness there too? Or I think so because they, so they met the timeline kind of goes that they met roughly a year after my mother passed and I think that's like the only thing that could have possibly taken him away from this deep, 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 deep depression. And it's, it's like, it's, it's gotta be one of the most complex relationships I've ever seen because it is, it's, it's like that double-edged sword. It's like, you meet the love of your life, but you're stuck in this place for the rest of your life. Like what, like, you know, what is the value of your life? But I think that's the question they ask. Like, what's the value of my life? If not for this other person that I love. And they, the, the, the thing that they get and the thing that I do think they understand is that they're lucky because no one else has found that since they've gotten here. No it's one true. else has had, has had the, the fortune to have someone who truly sees them, irregardless of, of, of the things around them. They just say, I love you. You love me. We'll figure this out. You know? And, and so he's grateful. He's, he's so grateful. I think it's, it's a blessing and, and within a curse. Yeah, a blessing within a curse. Yeah, yeah, and it's true. You you are the only ones who have found that, which is pretty remarkable. So it's insane. It's, it's yeah. so romantic as well. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> yeah. And then lastly, I just want to know what have you learned about yourself as an artist through playing Ellis? Uh I think like a, a there's been so many things. I mean, it's affected me as as a, as an actor you know, professionally, it's affected me as an actor, you know, in terms of stamina, but something that I think I really hold dearly from playing this character has been the attentiveness and like the choice to be, the choice to be attentive to how I'm feeling every day, because that I think at its core is, is the real journey that Alice went on. He was so hurt. He was so confused. He was so lost and people were trying to help and he just wasn't allowing them. He wasn't allowing anybody to cross this barrier, to cross this wall. And it was just through time and healing and really difficult conversations that he was able to learn. And in the process, show me that like, you just got to let it all out. You got to let it all out. You've got to face the truth. You've got to say, you're sorry. You've got to say, I forgive you 
in order for you to grow. And like, I really do think I've been able to take that in my personal life and try to just try to just see things for how they are and not see them for how I wish they were, you know? Yeah. That's, that's yeah. beautiful. I love that. Yeah. It's really a gift. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for speaking with me. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Hi, Chloe. Karen, how are Hi, you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm great. 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 Uh, well, I first wanted to start out, uh, Christy at the beginning of season two, her fiance returns mm-hmm. something that I'm sure Christy thought would never, ever really realistically be happening. Yes. Yeah. And the moment when you reuni- reunite is so beautiful and touching to, to watch. Do you think, um, in some way that Christy is almost grateful that bus led found its way there? I think in that moment, it's everything, everywhere, all at once. I think it's, it's, it's relief. It's, it's terror. It's guilt. Did I summon you here? It's, it's, it's anger. It's, it's deep, deep love. It's, it's, it's frozen. It's everything. It's, it's, there's no way, there's no one word to describe what that is. It's overwhelming. Yeah. And you can see that. In yeah. Christy's face, for sure. In, in both yeah. your faces, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, especially because, like, I guess an hour ago, she was talking with Kenny, not really knowing what to do. And again, never made the decision. But, like, there was some vulnerability there of, like, I don't I don't actually know what to do. And then there she is. So it's a lot to unpack. And Christy certainly has not had the time this season to really <laughs> sit with it. <laughs> No, she's going, 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 and yeah. is really like the caretaker in the whole group there. Mm-hmm. And do you think that part of Christy, that caretaking part, do you think you kind of see it kind of collapse with Kelly that had the rod in the head and died? And mm-hmm. and do you think that's weighing on Christy at all? Do you think she wishes someone would take care of her for a moment? I think she hasn't even had time to think about that. It, this season is so relentless that she's just in total survival mode. Uh, I'm curious to see what happens if, if we get a season three, if, if we really start to see the effects of, of her being of that level of burnout. But right now it's just like total survival mode, one thing after the other. And she'll she'll figure it out later how she's feeling i mean i think everybody in that town wants to feel like they're being cared for in some way but um she knows that uh, she's got some serious jobs to do right now and a lot to navigate especially with marielle so she'll put her own stuff aside she can only put her stuff away for so long before it starts to come up and i think in episode seven we really see her kind of at her at her breaking point in a way which needed to happen yeah, because there's only so much trauma a person can take before they do break, no matter how strong they are. Oh, of course. Yeah, and we really start to see it weigh on her kind of episode seven forward, um, the effects of of that type of buildup on all those feelings associated with it. Yeah, because I know in episode six, also certain things come forward as well that that really add to that personally. Um, yeah, you know, especially with with uh, Marielle returning and everything, too. Um, and I'm wondering with Kenny, even though now you're focused on Marielle's return and everything, 
is there a part of Christy that uh, really is hoping, you know, that she can cling on to something with, with Kenny? Cause that was such an important relationship for both of them. Yeah. I think she, she really needs a friend right now, big time. And I think that they have, they have each other's backs in that way. I, this season's so interesting because there has so much going on with both of those characters independently of each other that they definitely, there's been no conversation of unpacking anything. It's so reactive and so just one thing after the other that they both could really use a friend right now. But it's one of those situations where <laughs> they're both pretty cut up in their own world right now that it's it's hard to do that. But in episode 10, um, there's some moments where we, we really start to see that they're there for one another during some of the most darkest times. But yeah, I think she's definitely... <laughs> definitely in need of a friend big time yes yes she doesn't want to she doesn't want to lose that in kenny either regardless they have a connection of course and i think there's love there deep love uh but love takes all different shapes and sizes it doesn't always have to lead to anything romantic and uh i think christy's preoccupation with with marielle navigating that um yeah leaves things with kenny a little bit in in the air and on the side for now (laughs) Yeah, but they definitely need that friendship and hopefully that, course, that does yeah. happen. Yeah, everybody needs that. So of course. Yeah, definitely. And then and then lastly, really quickly, um, is there anything about Christy that you sort of have wanted to take in for yourself, if that makes sense, as an artist or as an actor? Yeah, she's got an incredible amount of patience. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> and just gentle. Like she's there's a tranquility to her that is that is very calming. Um that I appreciate and I've learned from her playing her that I'd like to integrate into my own life. Um yeah, she's she's got a selflessness to her in a way that um I could learn a thing or two from (laughs) (laughs) that we all could. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Chloe. It was such an honor to speak with you and congratulations on season two and the whole show. You're, you're fantastic in it. So thank you, Aaron. Thanks so much. Hi, Jamie. Hey, Aaron. Hi. Uh, Nice to virtually meet you. Thank you. Same to you. Thank you. Um, I wanted to first know, because I'm assuming that it must be a lot of fun to be able to play a bad guy who basically it does whatever. It really is. It really is. It's been a wonderful experience. Not just the character, but being on the set of such a great show and meeting such wonderful people as well. Yeah. And to be able to, you know, not have to be the good the good person and do just lots of villainous, wonderful things. <laughs> Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is fun. <laughs> yeah. I'm wonder. I'm wondering, did you give your character like a backstory and is there a place you go when you're prepping for those scenes? No, I never gave my character a backstory. Whenever it's time to transition into smiling, I just put on the smile and be as creepy as I can. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. And then uh, is there any, what's it like with makeup or effects or anything like that? Is that uh, the whole process there? Does that help you get into character too? It does help all the more, or it does help the hair and makeup. It makes me look that much creepier, which works and everything else too. It just, I think emphasizes on the creepiness, which 
helps you get into say the tone and helps sets the tone better and creates a more scary environment. Yeah. So I would say that definitely adds to it. Yeah. Yeah. And I know since um, I will be dropping this after episode six airs, Mm -hmm. something big happens to your character in episode six. So it's almost like, you know, we see fear for the first time in your character. What was that like to play that scene with, with Boyd? It was very exciting. It was, it was just the entire day on set for that episode was amazing to do. Yes, it was. And yes, so Smiley, he Smiley does get a little bit freaked out when Boyd's actually fighting back. But, you know, we're not really sure how it's going to turn out. That's that's even assuming that Boyd actually was successful Mm -hmm. because you're not sure what's happening yet. And you know what? Like the show and like this industry, anything can happen. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what is very curious is what the next steps are. And. Sure. How the other creatures react to that, too. Right. As Smiley, I would think he'd be a little disappointed they didn't take maybe a little bit longer of a moment to see what happens, but maybe they just <laughs> didn't want to let on. Maybe I'm not sure. This is pure guessing. Maybe they just didn't want to let on. It's like, are they afraid now? Do they want to just walk away like nothing's happened? Or are they just going away to plot what's going to happen next? We're not really sure. And I think that's maybe one of the great mysteries that we might see in the future. I'm not sure. And I'm curious, since there are other creatures, do you, um, as actors, do you ever collaborate and kind of say where you're coming from with things or do, or even if you have time for, I don't know if you have time for rehearsals or anything like that? Well, I wouldn't say there's too much collaboration on that. There's, I'd say with different actors, there's, Basically, just in interactions, like just everyday conversation. Now, here and there, they might give we might give each other like a few pointers or maybe some tips on how to run um, the takes a little bit better. And of course, all I don't mind direction whatsoever. So, be it from cast or directors, writers, producers, I just I love going with the flow, taking that direction because. You never know what way it's going to take because, okay, we tried, uh, say, way number one. Now let's try this way. Now let's try the second way or maybe the third way. So just try it in different ways. And I always find with different takes, I always get a little bit with some takes I find especially exciting to do because even afterwards I get a bit of an exciting chill going. It's like, ooh, that felt good. So. That's awesome. Yeah. And do, do you have a favorite moment from Smiley? Some of my favorite scenes have been the banister scene and the bus scene. Definitely yeah. for sure. The banister scene, when I first did that, I had no idea it was going to get the reaction it did. And from you picked a bad spot, I loved doing that scene as well. Now, again, I had no clue like those things were going to be me- uh, like a bunch of memes or freak out as much as people did. I actually had a friend who I haven't heard from in a long time. It's like, Jamie, I haven't, it's like, is this you? I just saw a TikTok video of like this bus thing. Is this you? It's like, Hey, how you doing? Yeah, it's me. And so I told him, you know what? I highly recommend the show. And now I wouldn't be surprised if he starts been watching that now and he even tries to get his parents to do it too. But either way, (laughs) I'm just like, no worries, man. Thanks very much. You know, it's, 
it's great hearing from you, right? How you doing? <laughs> I love that 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 drew <laughs> a voice yeah. coming out and what that yeah because that bus the bus one is just oh my gosh it's so freaky and you're so yeah. good in it and it's just like you know you don't know what's going to how calm the line was too like how and how quick the transitions like you picked a bad spot and then freaks <laughs> and then it's just like attack so. <laughs> It's yeah. like it's so it's like it's so casual. Wait, 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 and then wait. yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like it's friendly and then attack. That's what I. That's yeah. what's so creepy about the creatures. So yeah, it makes it all that more suspenseful because it makes it all that more predictable. It's like, oof, didn't see that coming for sure. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Jamie. It was a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you. It was great speaking with you too. Thanks for having me. Thank you to Cordion, Chloe, and Jamie for speaking with me. It was such a pleasure. And once again, go check out From on MGM+. Be sure to like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash it's a fandom thing pod. On Twitter at fandom thing pod. No, it's in that one. On Instagram at it's a fandom thing pod. On Twitter at it's a fandom thing pod. If you would like to be a potential interview guest on the show, please feel free to reach out to us via our website. It's a fandomthingpod.com. Click the contact us button there and that'll shoot me an email and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. So until next time, remember, it's a fandom thing. Black Lives Matter and Stop Asian Hate. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com